Hello, beautiful, and welcome to the podcast where we're moving the conversation forward about the choices you make in your daily life. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I'm here right alongside of you, learning, growing, observing, and trying to make better choices consciously and subconsciously. Together, we're going to become better versions of ourselves and have raw, honest, open conversations about the things that truly affect our lives. And maybe, just maybe, finally get to a place where everyone else's BS doesn't trigger us. I know. I'm excited to tap into this Um, because I have to be honest, like when I reached out to you, I didn't really know who you were, like what you Mm -hmm. did in the fertility space. Like I had a mutual that um, I remember her talking about, like you came onto her summit and she was really excited to have you on. And that's the kind of first like you popped into my like atmosphere, you know. But I had our, I'm like, was done with my journey, right? So I wasn't like, tap into your info or anything like that. And then I randomly saw you on TikTok and I felt this draw, like, I need to speak to her on my podcast. (laughs) Um, And then we had an amazing conversation. Yeah, totally. Totally. Oh, that's so good. It was so good. And so I like the shift that you have gone through, like, I don't like really know where you came from in the first place yeah 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 so what were you doing in the fertility space because you got like a pretty big following it seemed and yeah I'm like where do I begin (laughs) all right where would you like me to begin because this is crazy like absolutely insane like what has happened especially over the past year okay where was this like where was the shift like okay so what? here's the deal. My, I, when I was for, when I was 10 years old, I, my mom took me to this little church, like this little inner city church. And I just remember weeping in church. I was raised Catholic. I just remember weeping at 10 years old and not really understanding what that was. And then when I was in high school, I gave my life to the Lord and, but nothing ever really came of it because I was, Uh, like I didn't have any support. And then I got, I moved to California, like at 20 some years old, met my husband, he was coming out of some stuff. And then we started going to church and we lived in Southern California. And I had a lot of people I worked with went to church. And I just had this kind of, I would say like a Christian community in Southern California, but, but the Christianity, I would say that it was very much religious based and I knew all the rules. I always thought like the devil was coming to get me and pull the rug out from underneath my, you know, at like any moment, you know, things could fall apart. Yeah. And throughout that, I was trying to become pregnant. Like I was trying to have a baby and it just wasn't happening. So I was building a really successful business in the hospitality industry or really successful um, career in the hospitality business in uh, luxury spas in Southern California. And right at the seven year mark of trying to have a baby, uh, going through, you know, all the infertility stuff, I was promoted to a job in with the same company to Beverly Hills. And so we moved from Orange County, California to the South Bay, South LA. Mm -hmm. And when we moved, we left our entire community. I left my community. So shortly after that, I left that job and went and got a new job at another uh, resort 
spa that was opening. And shortly after we became pregnant. And I remember the thing that started me in my fertility work was the fact that uh, I had visualized myself pregnant for the first time. Like throughout my whole seven year fertility journey, I had never seen myself pregnant in my mind. Yeah. And that still to this day is like crazy. Cause you're like, how did you, I just saw like the positive pregnancy test. And I just wanted to say like, I'm pregnant. Yeah. And, and so when I did become, and I remember through the visualization process, like having this moment where I was like, I know I'm going to have a baby. Like mm -hmm. I knew that or not necessarily have a baby, but I knew one way somehow I was going to be a mother. And, and then when I did become pregnant through IVF, I was like, okay, it was my visualizations and the mindset stuff that I had done that were responsible for that. And in the midst of that, so at, in a very short period of time, I started a business. I became pregnant or I gave birth to twins. One year after my twins were born, I left my corporate career, became a stay at home mom, started a business and literally had a moment where I didn't want to be, it was kind of like all this stuff around Christianity. I didn't like, like all this stuff around just the constructs of religion. I, I didn't like, and I had a moment where it felt like a door had like slammed shut and all of a sudden I couldn't feel the presence of God Yeah. for, and that went on for, uh, I would say close to 12 years. Okay. So at that same time, I started going to like this goddess group, like a meditation group. And I remember at first, like I was really uncomfortable with, with some of the stuff that was being shared. It was like, so, you know, some ultra spiritual you know, stuff shooting out of your body and like all sorts of like, you know, interesting things. And I had talked to the girl who was running the group and she was delightful. And all the women there were like super, like amazing women. And I had said to her, like, I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable with some of the stuff that are shared. And she was like, well, just take what resonates with you and leave the rest. And I yeah. was like, okay, done. Yeah. And so from then on, it was like, I just went full blown into more and more spiritual stuff, but also building a business. Like I was yeah. super passionate about just, I knew what it was like for women to suffer. And I've helped, you know, thousands of women around the world on their fertility journeys. And, and, and yeah, so that's where, that's where it, that's where it started and where things have been up until like about the last year. Yeah. And so they're like, a separation of God or universe or like whatever that higher is, right? You felt separated from it for a while. For a long time, like not being able to identify it is what I would say. Cause I would still okay. talk, like I would have, I've had a lot of clients who are, um, you know, Christians or have a relationship with Jesus. And I still had a relationship with Jesus. Like I would still say that Jesus was part of my spiritual support team, still called upon the Holy spirit. So that was all still there, but there was a lot of other stuff, but you couldn't, you couldn't feel it. Right. And so I would use words like God in the universe interchangeably, but, but the, the 
this to say the relationship I feel like I have with God now is so tangible where before it all felt like very peripheral, etherical, and really calling on so many other things to fill that void that I felt like was in me for such a long time, because that set me on the trajectory of becoming a seeker and seeking and seeking and more programs and more you know, Tools. healers. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, more like modalities. The, yeah. More, more modalities, more. programs, you know, yeah. everybody's got a book and is an expert. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, and it all came to a head right around this time last year. And what was that like? So I, I started the doing, uh, long form breath work. Yeah. And okay. So let's, well, well, it actually started before that. So when I had, I got in, in 2019, I moved, we moved from Georgia to Michigan and I was pregnant and I'm on the verge of divorce. So that, so my life is falling apart. Right. And, uh, COVID happens, the world shut down. And, and even during that time, like it was pretty good to us, but we could not get our relationship, like our marriage, like it was just really struggling. Like we would have things that would get better and then it would fall back apart. And then being a mom now with a seven year difference between my middle child and the baby and, and also being a fertility coach and going, feeling like having these thoughts in my head going, how can you support people with fertility now? Like you've had this fourth baby, you know, I know now it's like, of course, it's super inspirational. It's a miracle. It's amazing. Right. Like, like it's incredible. Yeah, you would be the um oh what is it called? The like the like vision of like it's possible. Right? Because I think when we were going through our journey, we didn't have that possibility in front of us. Right? There wasn't social media like it is now. There wasn't fertility books, podcasts, there was nothing. So we didn't have um like a muse to go, "Wow, it is possible." Like, well, I don't know I how pregnant, we moved it, through it, <laughs> we did, uh, but we were like, tr- like in the trenches. Well, and well, all the, the like chat, remember the chat rooms, oh, they like, God. The, where I would read like success yes. stories in the chat rooms, remember, like yeah. it was crazy at that time. And so now it's like, and this is what I, this is what I taught, like that I have always believed in the possibilities of our bodies and as women, and I I knew like the deception and the lies that were constantly told, like, you know, this, like we're yeah. so passionate about, about like what our bodies are innately designed to do mm-hmm. and how the industry of fertility preys on women, you know, the whole deal. And so it should have been this thing that I was like wanting also to scream from the rooftops, but the deception or, you know, the enemy or whoever is like yeah. whispered in my ear, like you can't support people anymore. Yeah. And I was also coming out of some burn, pretty bad burnout. Yeah. Um, right before I gave birth. I mean, I was seeing tons of clients. I had hosted so many different programs, like all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's happening. And then I stumble upon long. So I'm having kind of a little bit of an identity crisis in it. Yeah. I start doing business coaching and cause I've also in the, in my fertility coaching, I also did a lot of business coaching, still do business coaching. Um, but I stumbled on and was invited to a breathwork ceremony and I went and it was and in that I got the insight that I needed to burn my entire fertility business to the ground. And I came home and I literally did that. And I was like, this is great. Like it's, it's helping me. It's giving me something. And also in that environment, have you, I don't know if you've ever done long form breath work, like in a space 
where they're like is it like Huffman breath work what's long like form the, what like do you mean? like where you're it's like you take a deep breath and out and up and t- so you go to the, into that altered state of consciousness yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. okay so we did that in person like a lot yeah and, you know people are um you know puking and and laughing and crying and you know all all this sort of stuff and I'm very comfortable in that like I'm like this is you know it's all good and I'm like this is helping me what I did, and so I started doing it all the time. They did weekly sessions and was doing it all the time. But what was happening simultaneously that I didn't realize is that there was like, I was losing my identity more and more and more. It was almost like opening me up to more and more things where I was like, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? The insecurities would come in my brain. And I say it like this because it was relentless where one of my friends had even asked me, she was like, I've never known you to be so like insecure or like the insecurity would come, like we would get off this podcast and I'd be like, she hates me. She doesn't like me. Um, That was horrible. And it would be constant. I would have a 10 minute conversation with someone. And, and I started to question like, well, have I always been like this? Like, has this always been how I've been? Yeah. And, and then, but I keep going because I'm getting little things, right? But nothing is sustainable. And so I'm like, and, and in the midst of all that, I'm, I'm then decide I'm going to go through this program that's going to teach me, you know, how to support people in their trauma. But I have also had a belief that like, we don't need to camp out in our trauma. Like we don't need to have a flashlight always looking Absolutely for the stuff not. under the surface. Exactly. All the inner child stuff, we're just, we're so attached to our trauma, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going and participating in things that I actually don't even fully align with. But because I put my business on an altar and I don't know who I am outside of my business, all I'm doing is trying to figure out who I am and how to have this business. Yes. Like it was. Do you think your business was escapism now? No, I think, I think it was, I would say it was, I don't know if escapism is the right word, but it was like my whole identity was wrapped up in my business. And the crazy part about it is all I ever wanted to be was a mom right? Yeah. All I ever wanted to be was a mom, but all of a sudden being a mom wasn't enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And go ahead. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't enough. So now I need to have this business. And, and I didn't know what my identity was yeah. outside of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure it out and everything was about, it was, it was like OCD, right? Mm-hmm. Everything was about my business. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And so I'm seeking that, searching that. So then now I'm going to this program that I like the modality, even though it's wrecking me, right? It's totally like ruining my life, separated from my husband. And one of the things that they do in the spiritual, like spiritual world that I just, I'm not a huge fan of is it's always about how women are like outgrowing our partners. Like we're more spiritual, we're more awake, we're more Mm -hmm. advanced. Like that's just part of how it is. And so, so I'm thinking, well, my husband's not on board with this. I'm just, my ego and the ego just gets wrapped up. So now I'm smarter I'm, I'm like just so awake, right? Like uh, I'm so evolved and healed as I'm just a mess. Yeah. Uh, you know, so the, and I say it's deception cause that's what it feels like, right? It feels like it's, it, it just feels like you, and, and then I will say on top of it, I believe that if I don't give any of my attention to you know, things that are of the darker realm, like if I just, just ignore and pretend they're not there, then they can't really affect me. 
And so what that is, is it's running rampant through my life, but because I'm not acknowledging it, because where your energy attention goes, your energy flows, that it's able to just be working in like all the time. So I, I start going to this program and in the midst of it, like right off the bat, they're like, well, you have everything you need within you to heal your trauma, but you might need psychedelics actually to heal. And so right away, that was like a red flag, but my discernment was so off. I'm like, okay, they know more than me. Although mm -hmm. at the same time, I have been in the, in the mindset, you know, personal development. Like I, like, I know how the mind works. Like I'm an expert yeah. in how the mind works. That, that was the core of my fertility work. It's like mindset, like coming back to yourself, believing in yourself, like all that sort of stuff. So I, I go to like the first weekend and also like right after, you know, we're at a professional training spending thousands of dollars. And right after we, we get out of the first training, there's like someone that, um, just goes and like gets high and like, that's not my jam, right? Like if that's your jam, that's fine. But like, I thought we were in kind of like a professional, like, I don't know. So that didn't sit well with me. But then when I, and that night I got like pretty upset and, uh, but then it was told that it was like my trauma, like my yeah. trauma. It was you. Yeah. It was me. So now it's like, and then because I'm so lost and don't really know who I am because of all the, this stuff I've been doing that it's like, I can't even trust myself. So I'm like, yeah, I must be, you know, th this must be my own trauma. Yeah. And even at the same time when I don't even. I don't even like fully align with all that. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we have things that can trigger us because of other things, but like, this is something I have felt for 20, 30 years. Like it's not, yeah. it's not anything new. Yeah. So the next weekend, um, and it's like once a month I go the next weekend and like something and I go home and I like literally can't even get out of bed. Like it's wrecking me and tearing me apart. And it's taking everything in me in order to put myself back together. Like I was working with this amazing healer uh, who I would then have to spend like $250 for her then to put literally put me back together. Mm -hmm. So at the same time, my husband is like going to church. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll, you know, I'll go, I'll go to church with you. Like we're all the family's going to church. Like I'll go to church with you. And all the time thinking like, what? like, what's the thing with Jesus? Like, okay, I get it. I love it. Like, what's the thing with Jesus? Like, I just, I literally just couldn't get it. Mm -hmm. And then there was a day on mother's day, we're sitting in church and the pastor's wife starts speaking about the name of Jesus, like just the impact and the power in the name of Jesus. And I was like, this, it was like that door that had shut opened up and I could feel God's presence and just started crying. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it, it was like feeling like this warm hug of God, just like wrapping his arms around you and just going, I've been here all along. Like it's so, it was yeah. profound. And, and in that it was like, but I still was going to all these other things and doing like all this other stuff. And so there was the third month I went and, uh, and some other things happened that made the fine, that, that then spiritual door shut, right. Where it was like, oh, this is done. And then the spiritual, the gaslighting was just like, like all the things that I had 
that didn't work for me were wrapped up in gaslighting me around it being my trauma. Mm -hmm. And it was like the light bulb went on, clarity came and it was like all of a sudden the like scales were removed from my eyes. And I was like, wow, this has been ruining me. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing things that I don't even really fully align with or uh, agree with, but I'm doing it because I feel like I have to do it because I need to find out who I am so I can build this business to have this life that everyone tells me I should want to have and make all this money and have this empire and do all these things. And then, and it it was like, it was relentless is what I would say. Just relentless. Yeah. I mean, for me, it just like comes back to that um, seeking worth outside of ourselves, right? I mean, I went through the same thing, like finally had my kids and yeah, was super content being a stay-at-home mom in like, let's say this side of my brain, but all the like BS, the luggage of like, well, self-worth is making money, building an empire, you know, like being outside of the home, like all the feminism that has kind of been distorted, right? Like we definitely need women's rights of like being able to choose what we want, but it got so thrown in our face, this girl boss stuff that you couldn't, it was hard to settle into that. And until you go inside, use your discernment, follow your intuition and put up those, you know, like for me, it's like, you unpack your trauma. And I feel like there's always going to be layers, right? But at the same time, I was in a situation where I was doing some more uh, site K training. And this, um, you know, and most of us in the room are very, you know, intuitive and all that. And she, she said she picked up on a vibe. And, um, you know, what it what, what did she do wrong that to make me have that vibe? And I was like, you know, like I believed her, like I I do understand that she's more sensitive and stuff. And so I went in and did my own work of like, okay, well, what is that? Is that me projecting something? And I found a few things, but then at the same time, I was like, no, that's your own shit. (laughs) Like That is your own shit. And two days later through the training we were doing, she admitted to like, not necessarily to me, but to the whole group you know, I need to change my perspective when I feel someone's vibe that that's their own. And it could simply be that like, we're just not an energetic match. Like I thought she was amazing and she's doing amazing things, but she just wasn't my cup of tea. But I, I, and I'm sorry that you're super, I feel bad for people who can feel that energy, you know, like really deeply, but it's just kind of like, you need to work on yourself to like, not give a shit right? Well, and it's like where, but it's also interesting how the whole thing went down. It was like, she feels some sensitivity. She's ultra sensitive. So somehow the boundary, like, like that's one of the things also like in the spiritual community, it's like everyone's so emotional. Everything's about our emotions, what I'm feeling, what I'm feeling. I can't do anything unless I'm feeling good, your vibe and all that. It's like, it's exhausting. And then what did you do? You came back and it was like, well, what do I need to, what did I do wrong? And then so much of it also just comes back to self. I need to work on myself. I need to change myself. I need to do this self, 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 self. And then you just go, Oh my gosh, it's just exhausting. Yeah. But this the hypersensitivity that everyone needs to like cater to everybody all the time. It's like, where is that resilience? Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And it's been very interesting to watch this because I think we've been through similar things um, in the sense of you get, you know, I grew up Catholic. I've, I've left the church. I was atheist for, you know, um, a part of my life. Um, and then tapping into like um, the one with oneness of God universe, whatever it is. Right. Yes. And knowing that you are a part of that. And you are, you know, living this human experience, <laughs> like still don't completely understand why all the shit, but okay, I'm here for it. We're doing it. Um, and getting into that, like, um, it is within you. And if you learn that discernment and that intuition to follow what your truth is, no matter what people around you are saying right? And not getting sucked into whether it be this spiritual community, which I think most of us can honestly agree. It's like another religion. It's like another cult. It's not anything better than what are, you know, maybe what they're trying to escape from, right? They're putting their belief system, you, you know, like, um, you know, the drugs or, uh, you know, whatever it is, the breath work, you've got to do this. You've got to be up at 4 a.m. and journal and you do your medicine, and it's, and the older, checklist, older, yeah, right? Well, and even for me, like one of the things that's just been amazing has been like the simplicity of things. Mm -hmm. Like I, we're, I feel like we're hardwired to be looking for a savior, right? That's why, yes. that's why, that's why, um, influencer culture works so well, right? We're yes. all looking for someone to tell us what to do to read the next book, to mm -hmm. buy the next program. And for me, it was like, okay, it's super simple. Like I'll, I'll just pray. I know who I'm connecting with. Like, yeah. I know for sure this is who I'm talking to or who's speaking through me. Um, like in the way when I'm in my prayer time and stuff, just with connecting with the Holy spirit, but that, that, the net it, it's like everything is pulling for your attention saying that they have that thing and so for yes. me it comes down to like prayer and reading my bible and like even the bible it's, i'm re so i've been doing this 90 day bible reading challenge so i've literally read almost the whole bible it's crazy it literally comes alive and i'm like this i'm still like in this really interesting place of like amazement right because it's all so new and how i've been feeling in that and going yeah. wow all these things that I was doing all these years in order to feel peace, I finally feel. And as I look back, I go, I never really fully trusted the universe. Like I would say God in the universe, but I never really trusted it. And how I know that is I was always working so freaking hard wow. to make things happen. Right. And, mm -hmm. and so I would, and that was one of my awarenesses or even now, like how good my life has looked, how it, my relationship is finally healed with my husband. I have community. I have all these things and I can actually have gratitude, but I don't have to search for the gratitude. I don't have to go, what's my gratitude going to be today. And if I can have gratitude, then my life is going to be better. It's like the simplicity and all, and all like, it just has come with it without having to do all these energy protecting things and grounding my energy and all the rituals that we have to do just to stay in one piece. Yeah. It's like, yeah. That, I don't have, I'm not, I don't do any of that anymore. And it was, and listen, it's been a transition like to go. And I thank God that the way that I am is like, he's wired me to ask questions, admit when I got things wrong. And this has been, this journey has started, you know, 
of re seeing, you know, what is truth, what's not truth, all of that. Well, I was just going to say, do you feel that you got here because you went through everything that you've gone through? Because I feel like we've gone through the similar like experience. Yeah. And I, I haven't tapped into back into religion, right? Like that's not my truth. That's not my truth, but I'm going to say that's not my truth either. That's not my truth either. So I'm not all, so I would say the spirit of religion, the energy of religion, I want nothing to do with. Okay. I want nothing to do with that. I have a relationship and I am a, I follow Jesus. Like that's, that, that's what it is. But I understand. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I want to come back to the Jesus thing, but yeah, it, I feel like we're able to look back and find, like, finally just know that it is so simple. But at the same time, is it so simple because we unpacked our shit? We we got the luggage that like, you know, the generations gave us and through all this trial and error and seeking and doing and learning through it, we can kind of look back at our journey and go, <laughs> yeah, like you don't have to do all that. This is super simple. But if you would have said that to yourself 15 years ago, look, it's all with inside of you. All you need to do is sit still, unpack a little bit of your trauma. You don't have to sit in your trauma. You don't have to continuously do trauma work, breath work, all those kind of things. It's that simple. Would you have listened? Yeah, I I think one of the things, like, I think that all of our journeys, like there's purpose, right? And all of it. And it's all, you know, there's a, there's a scripture that says, you know, everything the devil intended for good, for, to harm you, that God will use for good. And I think that that that's what it is. It's like we, but we can get stuck in the cycle of healing yeah. and, and in trying to figure things out and in seeking and all that. And do I think and know that I would get to where I am today if I wouldn't have taken that, wouldn't have, you know, stepped into the relationship with Jesus that I have now? I don't know. I don't know because my belief system and the renewing of my mind hasn't come from unpacking more trauma it came from change, like literally having a different relationship and faith in God. Like that's really where handing it over, like, like so many of the spiritual beliefs and principles that I would, that I thought that I believed and trusted in, I actually didn't. Like when we say surrender, it's like, I don't know, there's no surrender, there's no surrender, there's no surrendering. There's, there's the idea of it and yes, giving it over, but again, I never really trusted in it or never really had, well, it's I don't tr- think I had a fault. Yeah. Yeah. It's the trust yeah. piece, right? Yeah. Like oh, you yeah. trust what you connect with and then you're able to surrender because I mean, surrender is, um, it's too complicated of a word to tell someone who isn't at that level of mindset of connection to, uh, their inner their inner belief system, right? Their inner God, their their oneness, right? It's all back to oneness. You want to get back to that oneness with yourself and the creator or the universe or God or, you know. My issue with the the Jesus part of it is yeah. um is that he was not necessarily um he was another fraction of God right and he i believe that he was on this earth to show us the christ consciousness to show us the ability to be that oneness and move through a human experience on you know a very high level right 
And it's, if you look at Jesus's life, it's not, he had this Christ consciousness, but let's, like he had a hard life, right? Like he literally died on the cross. Yeah. Like it's these, I think what, um, what a lot of issue with the spirituality is just like, well, if you get to this place, nothing bad will happen to you. Just keep mm. doing your practices and stuff. And I'm just like, well, if you look at who I know you all believe in Jesus, like I, I think we can all agree he was an actual man living on this earth and had a certain kind of consciousness that was well beyond most human beings, right? Um, if you just look at his life, like you don't even have to like get really like, like, like it was a hard life. He like was really challenging to the system that eventually wanted him gone because they knew if more people understood his message, their, you know, evil powers or whatever it is, wouldn't be able to go on. Right. Yeah. So, so I, so for me and my belief system, I, so one thing I think is a misconception and I that like if you have a relationship with Jesus that somehow your life is going to be rainbows and butterflies that's not the case whatsoever yes I feel like for me what it comes down to is that now I rely on that relationship right so I prayer is a huge part of my life now that like when I'm going through something and surrendering it to really handing it over to God and saying work in this right And I, and he did have a hard life. I think one of the big awarenesses for me personally was that when I started to step back into a relationship with Jesus, what ended up happening is the Holy Spirit began to reveal things, pretty dark things in the spiritual realm for me. Right. So I was like, okay, I see this dark stuff. Now, if there's this dark stuff and we say that this is dark stuff, there has to be true light, right? There has to be true goodness. And And I began to see, okay, there's this side of, we'll just use the word Christianity of the power of God that I was never taught growing up. I never knew like Mm -hmm. about the power in the name of Jesus and what that actually holds. So throughout all this other spiritual stuff, like we're connecting with spirit guides, we're connecting with all these other things, but do we know the root of where any of those are actually coming from? Are we sure in who or what we are connecting and communicating with? And so God, like, and I could, I was like, okay, so Christians believe that Jesus rose from the dead, right? And he died for our sins, for the sins of the world, for past, present, and future, but yet you don't believe in the power of of Jesus or these other, like the supernatural, because one yeah. of the things I really now na- I really wrestled with is I know that this is dark. Like I know that this is darkness. How can there be something else? And no one's talking about it. And so one of my huge things that I'm learning is what uh, Jesus, so much of the work that Jesus did was through healing people yeah. and casting off Super, darkness yeah, out yeah, of yeah. people. Right. So we believe in those things and we believe that he died you know, but we don't believe in like the gifts of the spirit. Right. And, and when we start to dig a little deeper, we see that there are the same sort of gifts that Jesus taught and spoke about 
on this other side that is dark. So that polarity is there. So that's been one of the things too, of really looking in to go, okay, what did Jesus do? And God also showed me around like Jesus being the physical manifestation of God. Of God. Of God. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my, my question that I still like play around with is why the worship of Jesus? Why not just like look at him as inspiration of getting to that Christ consciousness and um, connect with God, right? So if we're all fractals of God, just, you know, we are that we, you know, that's what I believe that we are just God's living a human experience, right? My question is why the 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 word obsession and I don't mean that yeah, yeah. in a mean way yeah, yeah. um with um almost worshiping Jesus which I feel like Jesus didn't want to be worshiped he wanted you to know your own inner um godness yeah so great question and <laughs> so t- to believe that we are god right that we are god then we what do we do we worship ourselves and in worshiping ourselves, everything becomes about us, what we can do, how hard we can work. So we say we believe in the universe and the universe is going to do things, but it's all conditional upon how we show up and we what we do. Yeah. So in the worshiping of Jesus is to say that he is the way, the truth and the life that, that he is actually the one that supports you in, well, so there's God, the father, which is Yahweh. Then there yeah. is Jesus. Then there's Jesus who then sits at the right hand of the father. And then there's the Holy spirit that actually works that, that is how you communicate or connect with Jesus. Right. So we worship, we're all worshiping things, right? I worshiped my business. I, I worship, we worship different things, but I think when we say that we are gods, what are we doing? Everything is dependent upon how we show up, what we do inner healing. It becomes so focused on us rather than going, but we, we talk about things in the spiritual realm where we go, we're going to hand it over to God. We're going to hand it over to the universe. But if we believe we're God, are we really doing that? And do we really trust in that? Yeah. I mean, I I think that's where it comes down to the inner belief or inner work or whatever it is. Like, I definitely believe I'm a fractal of God, but I don't worship myself. And I don't think that I know all the answers. And I know that, um, surrendering, um, is a way of trust, right? Like, um, and I had to be radically honest with myself with finding fertility, probably just like you had to go through. It was like, why am I doing this? Like, why, why am I like seeking all of this through my business? Like this has like, um, yes, there's a bit of the creativity and the service and all that kind of stuff, but I'm not treating it like that. I'm treating it. I got to make $10,000 a month. I've got to like have 10K following. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And it's like getting back into that one alignment with yourself of like, no, I'm going to serve. I'm showing up this as service and I'm using this business as service, not as my self-worth. Totally. And I feel like there's so much liberation. And the thing in that was like looking for what is the fulfillment? Because one of the Mm. things that's also changed in my walk with God is all of a sudden all my desires have changed. 
right? Mm -hmm. I don't need the big business with the 10 K months, mm -hmm. the, you know, the million dollar business mm -hmm. that everyone's telling us that we should have as women. Yeah. And, and what did that, what sacrifice was made, yeah. you know, as I look back and I go, wow, there was a lot of sacrifice made, but mm -hmm. I was also someone that would say, I don't feel like we need to sacrifice anything as I'm sacrificing everything, everything, right? everything for a life that is just based on what the world is telling us that we should want to have. And then I'm like, this is so, so I've stepped back from my business. And I'm just now like the re, the like, uh, I don't even want to call it reinvention because it's really just some adjustments. Yeah. But that I then, you know, went, th went like one of the parts of the things changing for me was looking back at my story around my fertility journey and how I kept giving like all the glory to my visualizations. Like it was visualizations that like brought me my babies and going, mm -hmm. these were miracles. Like God gave me my babies and I was somehow the one in control of it because I had visualized like, mm -hmm. not that there weren't so many other beautiful things along the road with it, but it was very, it was for me very much about me. And I loved when people would tell me how great I was. And I loved the, like, I got so much of my energy from people from helping people, which I think is okay, but it, it was like, well, now I don't have that who, like, I don't have anyone telling me I'm doing a good job all the time anymore, you know, and who am I without that? And so it's just that been that reconstruction of, you know, what are my desires? What do I want? Yeah. And, and looking at some things that I, that I believe that like have just changed and listen, I get, I get like, I talk about like your whole belief system being deconstructed and questioning <laughs> everything. And it's yeah. still happening and it's still a process. And I do not by any means have it all figured out or come in a place of judgment. This is just my experience and my story from a place of suffering, of, of feeling lost in my identity and who I was to now feeling like I have been, you know, that I've, that I have found that peace I was seeking yeah. through all that. Yeah. Other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really care how anyone gets to that stage, mm. right. Whether it, whatever you, I feel like it's a label, like yeah. everyone's like, I need a label. And I think it comes from the community is like the number one thing people need in their life. Right. Besides totally. food and water and shelter, we are, um, you, evolve to have community and so when you find Absolutely. that community and you feel whole in that like truly whole right and now I think that's where it comes back to discernment and that intuition piece and getting in alignment with you and being like for me it's being real real right like just be honest with yourself and if your honesty will lead you to your truth you might not like your truth or you might yeah. like judge the yeah, hell out that's of what I would say. Like, well, some of the stuff that God started to reveal to me in the darkness, like I didn't like, I was like, yes. but you pray for revelation, right? You pray for wisdom, you pray for revelation. And in that it's like, you might not like what you're shown or yeah. what shows up. And I will, I totally agree with you around the community piece. And that was another huge thing for me. I, in this, I was interviewed in another podcast like a couple weeks ago, and I had this awareness even as we were talking is that so many of these things did lead me into seeking and searching community, but yet in those communities, I never felt like connected to people. I never really created these, these deep connections where people would say, oh, we're like family. And I would think, 
I don't really feel like you're, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel that way. Like in all the years, like my deep friendships have been few and far between, but how crazy over the past, like six months, I have more, like, I feel like soul friendships, like yeah. spirit filled friendships than I've ever had in my, in my life. And I've been praying for that for 10 years. Right. So even to have people who, who are just so authentic and, and and I'll say one of the things I've loved about the a couple of my friends new I'll say new friends one of my friends we're just felt we're we've been joking we're celebrating our one year anniversary <laughs> but that she challenged me yeah you know no one ever challenged me because I thought I was smarter than everyone I'm the mm-hmm. smartest one in the room I got it all figured out right yeah and she challenged me and I've had to ask a lot of questions and and seeing, you know, it's been humbling, I will say. And I can't, I just can't deny the fact that, uh, you know, my marriage is healed. Like we were done and having community and f- having peace. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been crazy. Crazy yeah. is an understatement. Crazy yeah. is like an under, like I think it's super cool. Certain. Yeah. But I mean, even from like a energetic point of view right is that you changed your energy you found your inner peace so I think a a woman in a household right like just even if you're in like a gay marriage or whatever like that that creative being in the household if she doesn't know who she is if she feels lost if she feels you know all those things what is everyone else going to feel around her? All right, guys, we are going to pretend like it's 1992 and we are going to pause this episode. It's to be continued. This is called anticipation. If you have not felt this in a really long time, you're welcome. I think it's a feeling that we all need to bring back into our lives. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And thank you once again for tuning in and looking forward to continuing this conversation on the next episode. Thank you so much again for joining us here on Choices. You can go ahead and leave a five-star review because we're all friends here. But if you really want to move the conversation forward, please connect with us on our social media accounts, which you can find the links below. Have a beautiful week and we'll see you next time here on Choices.